Welcome back to another episode of Psycho Cinematic. Today we are covering the movie Duel, written and directed by Riley Stearns, and as always, spoilers ahead. So real quick, before we dive into this movie, if you'd like to support this podcast beyond just watching the episodes on YouTube or Spotify, what have you, you can purchase Psycho Cinematic shirts, hats, sweatshirts, what have you on my website, or you can get 20% off if you sign up for my Patreon, which is only $3 a month, so you'll actually save money if you decide you want to buy one of these by purchasing them, getting them basically at cost because I don't make much money off of them. I really just want people to wear the stuff. And then also, you will be getting one exclusive podcast podcast episode a month and on top of that you can suggest horror thrillers for me to watch so right now i have no patrons so if you are the first one congratulations i will watch whichever horror thriller you want and i will release that episode as the first exclusive podcast on my patreon the link is down below so without further ado let's get into the movie so if i had to guess how this movie was thought of my best bet would be that riley stearns got high as fuck one day and started thinking about the word duel like two, and then duel, like fight, and his fucking head probably exploded. This movie is a trip. So let's get into some of the things that stuck out to me. Right off the bat, we are watching a duel that is televised. And I had a feeling that the winner of this duel would be the double because they're kind of making you feel for him right off the bat, which is just going to toy with your emotions. And that was quickly confirmed when the officiant said, oh, which one were you, the original or the double? Which I was immediately taken aback by because I was like, wow, they could have you know, made it way more dramatic, revealing that he was actually the double. But that was before I realized that this movie was a satire, dark comedy, as well as a sci-fi thriller. I read the synopsis, knew it was going to be crazy, but I didn't realize it was going to be a satire. And that completely changed the lens in which I was watching this movie. So I'm sure there's probably more topics than what I'm about to say, but it feels like a satire on life and death, the healthcare system, and the government. Now, fast forward when we're introduced to Sarah and she starts watching porn, and I had to note down, I don't think I've ever seen a woman watch porn on a movie. It seems like it's always the men. So that was interesting. That same night, she has a dream, and I was thinking that maybe she had like an eating disorder or something because she was just inhaling food, inhaling food, and then eating pennies. And then she starts throwing up the pennies, and then in the morning, she's throwing up blood. And I felt like... The throwing up pennies combined with the throwing up blood. I thought it was symbolic of if you have an ailment, you're going to be hemorrhaging money because you have to go see a doctor now. And that shit is so expensive, at least here in the United States. At this point, we've already seen Peter, her not so lovely husband. He clearly doesn't care about her that much. And, you know, he reveals nonchalantly on this video chat that, oh, yeah, you're going to die your doctor called me not you on accident and it's so funny because when she has this super dark and ridiculous talk with her doctor that's the first thing that the doctor cares about is uh it'd be great if you just didn't bring this up you know the doctor has protection this entire time the laughable two percent margin of error but no you're for sure gonna die and then poking fun at what a lot of people like to do and that's being buried in a casket and you know maybe shining a light on the fact that some people 
want to be buried in a casket because the family members will feel more obligated to come and visit you rather than if you were cremated. And then she moves on by putting the bug in her ear of replacement, something that plays into a human's fear of death and what happens when you leave your loved ones behind or if you're going to commit the, the selfish act of killing yourself like we later see with this movie. And it is so ridiculous, this imagery of this person who who's hung themselves. And then the next scene in that little replacement video is, I hope you found this video to be fun and exciting. Like, what? But then here's the real kicker. Once you are dead, your double has to continue paying off this whole surgery, treatment, procedure, what have you, which feels very analogous to the fact that your debt when you die doesn't just disappear that what your estate will have to pay that off if you're worth money. At least that's what Google says. And I've heard that a time or two. And again, that could be different from country to country. So later Sarah is eating food and she goes and gets a refill and she says, oh, just half though. I, I don't need a full one or whatever. And it felt like that was symbolic of glass half full, which again felt like just a giant joke because you know she's dying. She's now getting a replacement of her who will, she will find out being way better looking and just a better version of her across the board, at least according to her husband, her mom, all these things. And it's like the glass ain't half full, but you know, maybe it's because she felt like she now has a solution and she's doing the right thing for her family. When she brings her double back home and you know, they, they're looking at the photo of Sarah and Peter together, the double is holding the frame and then the double sets it face down. It almost seems like this is a little bit of foreshadowing of how she's going to slowly erase Sarah from the picture. And it could be a little bit of foreshadowing of she's already starting to become jealous and knows what it is her job is to do. And that is become you and you need to disappear. It would be so torturous. Like it's not bad enough that you're already dying, but now you have to have a better looking version of you slowly phasing you out, going to dinner with your spouse and warning you that they're gonna come home, have some loud sex. They already asked what your favorite sex positions were and what Peter's favorite sex positions were. So they're probably just going wild and whatnot. Good God. That is dark. So lo and behold, Sarah goes into remission, makes a full recovery, and instead of, I don't know, the doctor getting in trouble for bad practice, bad recommendation for the replacement procedure, now Sarah has to deal with the reality that this double can request to stay. And now you have to duel by combat to the death in a year. After Sarah hires her combat trainer and you know he says, you need to start working out, and she's like, uh, I often find it hard to get the motivation. And he just so straight face serious is like the key is finding something that you enjoy so that working out isn't so hard as if there's not huge stakes on the line of your life. <laughs> it's so funny because, that, OK, so that's another satire for, you know, like how we are with our health, even though working out and nutrition can make your life so much longer we still battle with the fact that, oh, but I just don't have enough motivation. It's like, why is your health not enough? We're humans. I'm sure most of you know the feeling of how uncomfortable it is to either get shots or blood drawn, what have you. Either you don't like the needle going into your skin because of the feeling or you can't stand watching it or the sight of your own blood. Imagine that, but now you're attacking someone who looks identical to you and you cut them. That would be 
so weird to see. Like, I can't imagine if I slit my double's throat, what that would do to, like, could I pass out? Because I, I couldn't imagine seeing that, but I'm the one doing it and you feel it. Ugh. So it was interesting that they kind of played on that, like that you need to be able to kill you. I was chuckling in my head watching what was basically LARPing, their slow-mo training with the weapons and saying what would happen. It was very goofy to watch, but honestly, it probably could be effective. Real quick though, what the fuck was up with that dog scene? I'm, I'm guessing there's probably some sort of symbolism and maybe if I dug a little harder right now, I could figure it out how, you know, she was supposed to shoot her combat trainer's dog with a crossbow and then she sees her double basically spying on her goes and shoots that and then kills a fucking chihuahua or whatever outside like what as like lol you thought you thought no dog was going to die today Ooh, maybe that was symbolism of they both have a dog in the fight because think about it when she chases the double down the double kind of gives off this feeling of like I really haven't been training like you. I, I, why can't we both win? She's doing all this like psychological warfare when she clearly knows that she plans on living. And so she does actually have a dog in the fight. We're learning as we go. That dual support group was pretty interesting, you know, hearing what kind of psychological effects that would have on someone who either either is a double or survived a duel, but it keeps making me think how Sarah's double just seems to be a better version of her because she's devoid of emotion, therefore being able to set up the real Sarah to get poison later down the road. And she's using her brain to work smarter and not harder. I did also chuckle in my head after the little support group when Sarah's double says something like, I'm sure you wrote something nice about me in your letter as well that maybe you would tell me one day. And Sarah responds like John Wick, which is hilarious because she's been training like a monster where she just goes, yeah, <laughs> that's like all John Wick says in those movies. Yeah, I don't think so. So after the double poisons Sarah and then comes back, it's so clear that it's not Sarah because she doesn't know about cars. She doesn't act like Sarah really that much and no one cares. No one cares. Just further adding to how dark this movie is. But the joke's on the double because she ends up hating her life as Sarah. So here's a joke more of the story that I came up with. Get a second opinion before you get a second version of yourself. Could save your life. So funny story, I was thinking in my head after watching this movie, I was like, man, this movie really feels like that, that one movie with Jesse Eisenberg, what was it called? Oh, The Art of Self-Defense. And then I looked on IMDb's fun facts and it was like, oh, Jesse Eisenberg was supposed to be in this movie. And I was like, oh, that's, that's hilarious. And then I looked up The Art of Self-Defense. I was like, ah, sure as shit. Same writer, director, Riley Stearns. He's really good at creating this dark, dystopian satire of a world that really doesn't look that much different than the one we have now. I knew that when Sarah was watching that B-rated horror film that her combat trainer gives to her, that the hand in the garbage disposal scene looked or felt familiar. And I couldn't pinpoint why until I saw on IMDb's fun facts that it is very similar to what happened to Aaron Paul's character that, that was the combat trainer in The Last House on the Left when I believe he gets his hand put in a blender and that shit turns on. And so that's probably Riley Stern's 
tying that back all together. So overall, I think I give this movie an eight out of 10. It felt a lot like a Black Mirror episode, which was cool. I, I like kind of seeing these dystopian worlds. And also I like that this was a slightly different take on cloning where they're not just using a clone to use the vital organs or to transfer your consciousness over into this fresh vessel. I was kind of hoping that we did actually get a final duel scene, which is a little bit of a bummer that we didn't, but it's fine how it went. But I also can't really see myself rewatching this movie anytime soon in the future. So for those reasons, I'm giving it the eight out of 10. And that's all I have for you guys today on the movie Duel. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you did, leave me a thumbs up, comment what you thought down below, and then don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And I'll see you in the next one.